Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Welcome to Ice Station Zebra. (laughs) Welcome to COVID Corner. Uh, Yeah, you stay over on your half the couch. (laughs) Yeah, so fun fact about last week's show, I definitely had COVID. Zach was hosting a super spreader event here at his house. (laughs) I had no idea at the time. I I knew I had like, it was the the most mild tickle of a cough. I just, I was within the three, well, that's a little more than three feet. I was within six feet for more than a long enough time yet. Well, you've been diseased before. It's true, I have. I have the antibodies. But still, it's been over a year since I had it, so it's possible I could have gotten it again. Yeah. It f- or I could have had it, and I just didn't know, because I didn't feel the need to test. Yeah, so that was the, um, a surprise uh, that I found out after the show last week, that I definitely had COVID. That was also a surprise. Also, the way that the text message came in, I skipped over the first part where you said you had COVID. And I, kn- I just I know I thought you were uh, drunk or something, because like, I said, I think I specifically said I had COVID, and then like... It was in a group text. Yeah. And then like four messages later, so you're like, so do you have COVID? Well, I was like, I didn't didn't scroll up to read the unread messages. I guess it's an Android thing. I don't know. (laughs) Like, yeah, that Um, that, that was the point of this group text. And I I tested, and I was like, well, and what were the results of said test? Then I scrolled up. I was like, oh, don't I feel like an asshole? (laughs) Like the part where I said I have COVID? (laughs) I just thought you were drunk. Were you talking? Were you saying something? This is me exhibiting those learning and listening skills <laughs> yeah, great. that I clearly didn't. My reading <laughs> comprehension was minimal at best. But whatever. We're back. I'm COVID-free, I guess. Good for you. Proud of you. Yeah, me too. I, I, I survived. Um, yes. So um, if you were cur- like I, <clears throat> as I clear my throat, as I said last week, I was going to be launching a new podcast this week just on Patreon. That didn't, didn't happen. No. Because I thought, hey, there's nothing more exciting than a low-energy podcast where... Um, there's a respiratory issue. Yeah, where both hosts have COVID. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, maybe not this week. Maybe this isn't the week to launch it. It's probably not. No, <laughs> no, it's not. So that didn't happen. Uh, this week, this will be the week now. Now that um, you know, we're we're uh, living that COVID-free lifestyle. All right, here we go. I have a good reason for not doing it last week. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you clearly do. Oh my god, I, it was just like a. It wasn't bad. I, I didn't have anything like, was it? super bad. It was just I had. It was like. An extended cold, and more than anything, I was just tired. Yes. Like, even, like, last night, like, I went to bed, like, hours before I usually do. It's like, I'm kind of feeling burned out. I'm just going to go to bed. Was it a bad night to go to bed early, get the snow blowing down? Although, I was going to judge your snow blowing job, the completeness and cleanliness of it all, but I'm realizing that you were also just coming out of COVID, so I'm not going to judge. No, I intentionally did a half-assed job, because we got another 12 inches coming, so why would I clean it up super well? That's true. Can we also talk about, uh, we were talking about before the show, but I just want to reiterate it on the show. As you get older, the things that satisfy, like the satisfying things that happen, like the little tiny simple pleasures... Like the snow falling off my new metal roof, like sliding off tonight when I was home. Well, I also like when I went out this afternoon, like I cleared it out well enough. And then when I walked outside today, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Just the the town had um, (laughs) totally closed off the driveway. Well, I saw "Ah, that shit when I was pulling. I was like, that bastard not even snow blow at all. (laughs) If I could have gotten away with it, I would have. I find snowballing to be a a satisfying activity. It's my least favorite chore. I hate it. I hate it so much. I I think it depends on the snow. Like this was an easy snow blowing snow. It was, but I still it's my least favorite thing. Like I hate 
it's for the same reason I hate mowing. I hate the repetitive nature of it. I hate just walking in a line. Oh, I find mowing and snowballing to be incredibly satisfying. I also have to do more than you on both fronts. Yeah, but even like in other jobs that we've had together where we have to mow vast quantities of grass, I find it to be satisfying. God, I don't like it. it, what's it your, okay, then what's it your favorite chore? Wine tasting? That's not a chore. Mm. That's a hobby. <laughs> uh, all right. You ready for a couple quickie reviews of things oh, that I, happened this I, week? I want you to answer the question. What's my favorite chore? Yeah. Um, you own a dishwasher, so not dishes. Um, I mean, I like having a clean house, but it's like I don't like getting there. I don't. I don't have a favorite chore. There's nothing I enjoy doing. I'm like, I can't wait to clean. Like, like, do you enjoy doing like laundry? No. Do you enjoy vacuuming? No. I enjoy vacuuming. It's also vacuuming is satisfying. Hold on, Emily. What would you say Zach's favorite chore is? Uh, and by vacuum, do you mean hit power on the Roomba? I hate the Roomba. Oh, okay. So, so vacuuming. It sounds like. So at the end of the day, what we're learning is you like to suck. <laughs> yes. All right. A couple of quickie reviews of things yes. that happened this week. That 90s show came out. Oh, how was that? A sequel 15 years-ish later. Yeah. Good enough. It wasn't bad. Is there? Is it? Does it have Fez in it or a Fez? It, Fez is in it, I think, the most of all the original cast. Oh, nice. You know what Fez stood for, right? Foreign Exchange Zudent. Yes. Foreign Exchange Student. That's why they call them Fez. Has a Z in it. I don't. That's what. That's what I was told. I just made. I don't think that's real because I just made that up and it doesn't make sense. Um. Yeah. It's fine. It's. It's the seventies, man. Nothing made sense. <laughs> it's a totally serviceable show. I don't like a lot of reboot shows, as I will bring up in a couple of minutes. Uh. It it works well enough, and I, I wasn't like the world's like biggest that seventies show fan. I watched it when it was on. I haven't really revisited it since it was off, but it was it was fun. Um, I the cameos are really good. They one hundred percent do not bring up Hyde because you know all of the rape charges. Good good call. They just flat like there's no like oh man like Hyde fell off a cliff and died or something. They they're just not brought up, which is good. Uh, the cameos are really fun. I like seeing all the original cast, and the new cast isn't terrible. And there's so many casts of I don't know like. I feel like there's, like, that generic kind of, like, CW pretty that, like, so many casts have now. And, like, you know, where it's, like, where they, like, way too clean cut and have no personality. Yeah. Like, this new cast is good enough and the references are fun enough. And it getting back Red and Kitty is definitely the highlight. Like, those two are great. Like, they're so much fun to watch. And Emily's kind of in the background because she had COVID when I was watching it. She's like, do you just con- connect with this old man? Did you connect with this old man in the 90s? I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I get what he's about. You mind, mind you of Doug at all? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> in some parts, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's not like the world's, it's not going to set the world on fire, but it's fun enough. And I can live with fun enough. Mm, Especially true. for some, it's just 10 episodes, you're in, you're out, it's on Netflix. It's fine. It's totally Did you binge all 10 episodes? Yep, yeah. Oh, that's because you had nothing else to do. Except <laughs> yeah. for be sick. <laughs> because of the COVID. Yeah. Yeah, so it was totally enjoyable. Like, did I enjoy it as much as the original series? Absolutely not. Do I wish there was a little bit more of the original cast? Yes. But I am glad that they got everyone who isn't um, uh, being charged for rape. Is it like 10 half-hour episodes? Yeah. Oh, that's five. That's nothing. That's an afternoon. Yeah, it was It was, It was. was one of those things. Yeah, like when I watched it, I'm like, well, it's out, and now I'm done. Like I was like, I was looking forward to it for a while, and then it was just, that's the problem with binging. I'm like, and I guess it's over. Well, it's, it's almost like you watch like an extended cut of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it was a totally enjoyable enough time. And then How I Met Your Father came back for season two, which I only just 
uh, finished season one recently because um, it was so deeply unfunny for the couple of episodes I watched of season one. I then yeah. just kind of bit the bullet and powered through. Nice. Basically to get to the cameo at the end. And I did not like season one. It's I'm literally just in it for the cameos. It's It was deeply unfunny. I was like, all right, season two starts today. Let's try it out. Is it equally unfunny? Oh my God, it's so unfunny. It's it's just, I don't, no one has any personality. I can, like, there's six main characters. I can tell you one of their names. I'm 11 episodes in. Wow, that's not, that's not good. You should be able to know at least more than one character name. And like, it, it was, once again, like, just continuing to not be funny. But then at the end of the episode, there was a cameo from Neil Patrick Harris. I was like, all right, I'm back on board. There he is. <laughs> like, I've watched 11 episodes, and of all the cameos, that's about four minutes in total. Is that the only so the only <laughs> character you knew was Barney? Yeah, uh, Robin showed up at the end of the last season. And, um, okay. Neil Patrick Harris was in this, and apparently he's going to be in a chunk of it, which is good because the show sucks. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so how unfunny. Do you, how do you really feel about it? It's just I don't like the characters, and again, this goes back to what I was saying. It's like they're just kind of like generically pretty people without a personality, and it mm-hmm. just it doesn't work. I don't really. Don't dislike any of them, but I also don't really like them. And it's trying a little. It feels like some. And it, it, it's what it is. Someone who's a a little bit older than us writing for people who are younger than us. So we're in the in between. <laughs> and it, it feels very awkward. You like, don't. So things like, like you don't quite know like what's dating like in your twenties because you're in your fifties. I'm not in and, my fifties. You. Know, but just for the right, it just it doesn't yeah. click, and it's not funny. And I'm literally only in this for the cameos. I'm glad you're invested that much, though, to be able to power through for that reason. It, uh, I, I'm doing other things when it's on because it sucks. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> it's not a good show. There we go. But I was like, all right, Neil Patrick Harris, that's something. It's a start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there's something, to, and I think there's a difference between like they waited the entire season last time to do a cameo, and I think there's a reason they opened with a cameo this time. Mm. Like, hey, there's, they also like teases like there's more story around this character. We're gonna do more with this. Please keep watching because this is the only thing grounding us in any sense of enjoyment. God, it's so unfunny. It's it's wild how unfunny it is. All right, that's it. Th- those are just there. some Perfect. some quick roundups of the week. That ninety show, good enough. How I Met Your Father uh, still uh, blows. All right, but we got all kinds of stuff coming up this week, so let's just dive into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Ready for happy, happy, fun time news? Uh, that makes me feel like there's no happy, happy, fun time news. Oh, wow. Oh, that was a double hitter. It was like, went, went off the back, went it off did. the arm, and then you just picked it right back up again. That's a double. Do you see how I caught that with my backhand like <laughs> That's that? Correct. That's incredible. Uh, Justin Roiland is no longer a part of Rick and Morty. Co-creator of the show, voice of Rick and Morty, has been fired. Oh, no. Because... This only just came out, and I'm kind of surprised. I don't know how it was kept under wraps. I don't know why it just broke last week. But he was he's going to court over allegations of domestic violence and like false imprisonment. That's not. Of an ex-girlfriend. Okay. This, uh, and this happened in 2020. So I have no idea why it took this long to come out. But it did. A few years back, Rick and Morty, they got a 70-episode series order, which is insane. It's like, basically, there was like they were in season three, and they're like, you get seven more years. Wild, long count. And then yeah. um, the co-creator, and then this comes out about the co-creator, and like I said, voice of the main two characters. Fired. Yeah. So, 
I mean, I'm glad he was fired because it was like when that came out, I'm like, well, I guess I'm done with this show. But I guess I'm back in. To uh, s- and uh. let's see if I mean, to like, he's certainly not the only voice in the room. There's other people. Like, it's clearly like a whole writing staff and all that. So we will. I don't know. It's it's kind of a wait and see thing. I'm glad they fired him because if you know these allegations are true and he's going to court over them, I mean, granted, there's that's still like whole like you know innocent until proven guilty. But if there's enough valid reason to fire him, then yeah, fucking fire him. I mean, I don't, clearly we don't know the ins and outs of this. Like, I think he's going back to court in April. He also just had a new show premiere on Hulu, so like it was like the same week it happened. Like, there's a show called Koala Man, like stars like. They're not he's not the lead, but like Hugh Jackman's in there and if like a few other like big people. It's like and it was all Bill's like, look at this Rick and Morty co-creation. Then like literally two days later, like Justin Roiland, domestic abuse allegations in court. I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> nope. Yeah, so I didn't bother checking out Koala Man. So I don't know. Yeah. If if they're true, glad he lost his job. Exactly. Like no room for that. What does that mean for this um very popular show that got a massive um, order. I don't see it was a weird, weirdly large order at the time, and I think this is going to uh, kind of kill it because it turns out everybody sucks. Probably. I mean, it doesn't make sense unless you can find like a comparable voice actor who can step in and duplicate I mean, those voices. People, I mean, there's talented voice actors out there. People can do it. Like replacing voice. Uh, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see what season seven brings. But. Yeah, I mean, d- domestic abuse and, like, false imprisonment. Like, that's insane. False imprisonment's bad. Like, you can't just imprison people. I don't know. I don't know. It's not a good charge, though. No, I don't think <laughs> you want to have that associated with you. Again, innocent until proven guilty. Um, but, well, yeah, who, who knows? But that's not good. And if it's true, I'm glad he lost his job. All right. Uh, that's the... Fuck it. Let's, do the... let's just do it all at once. Oh, is, uh, um, is there any good news this week? Plenty of good Good news. Some good news. <laughs> uh, maybe a story. <laughs> Other alleged creep Jared Leto has a new role. Oh, no. I kind of forgotten about the allegations against him, and then they all kind of came back up against this week. Uh, one, he has now been announced to star in Tron 3. They're making another Tron? Yeah. It's been, I don't know, a decade? And before that, it was like 25 years before that. You know, this is a franchise. Has it really been 10 years since Tron Legacy? Wow. That was like 2012. No, that was, no, that was, no, it's been more because that was like 2010. That was a great, I enjoyed that movie and the soundtrack is fantastic. I, I like Tron Legacy too. It's. I haven't seen it in a while at this point because it's been so long, but I really, yeah, I really like Tron Legacy. The first Tron is, man, it's kind of boring and dull, but I really like the sequel. And it, it made the first one more fun for me. Cause I'm like, oh, this movie's so good. It like it makes the other one more like I just I like building on that lore. It's like, oh man, I can't wait for them to bring it back. Yeah, that's been like uh, 13 years, and now it's starring Jared Leto. I was like, Ugh. I don't like him as an actor. And then I was reminded of all of the weird. Um, Who's he supposed <laughs> to play? Clue? Is he the know, new? Is he a new Flynn? I don't know what he's. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing in there. But um, the allegation I was remind, or one of the allegations I was reminded of, of James Gunn flat out putting on Twitter that uh, he sleeps with underage fans. Who Jared Leto does? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I forgot about this because so many people are terrible. I honestly lose track of who sucks. I wonder what Disney thinks about this. It's hard to keep track of everyone being. That's awful. a Disney property. Like, yeah, I. <laughs> 
do you remember when he was picky about movies? Like Dallas Buyers Club came out. We're like, oh man, he picks like one movie every five years, and he's good in it. And then he just did like a barrage of shit. Well, I mean, we also, I mean, that's what Daniel Day Lewis did. But Daniel Day Lewis didn't go crazy and for I, that reason. It, yeah, and as far as we know, isn't a creep. Again, no. <laughs> so no. many people are creeps. I've, I've honestly lose track and forget because it's too many. I, it's never I, good. When I you don't lose have track that much forget. bandwidth to remember how many people are creeps. Also. Allegedly a creep, but definitively a shitty actor. So it's like, ooh, Tron 3. Ah, oh, man. It's also being directed by the guy who did the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie. It's like, ah, oh, oh. God, it's just... Uh, I'm, I'm not interested in Tron anymore. But the visuals like from Tron Legacy were awesome. Tron Legacy was great. I, I liked it a lot. Maybe I'll revisit it now that I've been reminded that like Tron Legacy was a good movie. But I was like, ah, I have no interest in Tron 3. Great story. They were able to like do probably what like they always envisioned Tron to be. Plus the soundtrack. Again, Daft Punk soundtrack to that. Awesome. All right. This is the weird one of the week. And I'm going to preface this with, I know it's a Super Bowl thing. I know it's a Super Bowl thing that doesn't make it any less dumb. Okay. M&M's put out a statement this week. It's not just a Super Bowl thing. It's a general overhaul thing. No, but it's, it's, just, also it's just a Super Bowl commercial. It's also They're dumb. They're just building it up for a Super Bowl commercial. I'm not reading it out, but basically M&M's put out a statement. They're like, we didn't know we were going to break the internet when we made our M&M's less sexy because Tucker Carlson yelled about which M&M's he wanted to fuck. Do you think that the M&M characters are coming back at the Super Bowl? Is that your... I'm saying whatever it is, is a Super Bowl ad. I don't, it, right. it doesn't matter. I also think it's weird that the M&M characters still play ads in the old like 4-3 aspect ratio from commercials from 20 years ago. Oh, the, the, the one with Santa Claus? It's not just that. There's a few of them. Oh. Uh, but yeah, they're like M&M's. Anthropomorphic <laughs> candy doesn't do it for you? We unsexied them and Tucker Carlson yelled about it. And he said he couldn't get a beer with them. Do you know that J.K. Simmons is the voice of the yellow M&M? Is he? Yes, he is. No, I didn't yeah. know that. Well, he was until they canceled the M&Ms. And then we put heels back on them so Tucker Carlson could get horny, I guess. But now Maya Rudolph is our spokesperson, and she's going to be inclusive to everyone. And it's so stupid, and I know it's a Super Bowl thing, and I even hate kind of giving, like, any breath to it because i know it's just a stupid marketing campaign and it's designed to be a stupid marketing campaign your tweet about but, it was pretty clear like this makes zero sense but even it, because it's a stupid like it's a dumb marketing campaign it's not even anything i know it's a super bowl ad i get it but it's so stupid i just god i hate this but i do love my rudolph she is hilarious you, you can't stop my my rudolph love but I, I know it's a super bowl ad i know it's just building up to it but I re- it's just when companies try and make themselves relevant to like culture in a way that doesn't matter, like when Mr. Peanut is tweeting about no nut November, like dumb bullshit like that. I'm like, have you seen the like the uh, like a planter's peanut jar of peanuts recently? I guess not, because if I buy them, it's kind of on a whim. And I'm like, oh, that's right, these are enjoyable. They are occasionally once every three years. Uh, I, I really upped my timetable. It's more like every like eight years, but still. Uh, where is my picture of the planter's peanut thing? Yeah, you tell me the first thing you see when you see that. Uh, good. Uh, a cow's hoof. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. That is a camel's toe. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, but I, I know it's a, I know it's a Super Bowl thing. I'm not unaware of this, but it's just it's so stupid. 
when we play our annual uh, Super Bowl bingo game that I usually win, I yes, that'll be on uh, my list. I'm not sharing you my list. Okay, well, we usually fine. play Super Bowl commercial bingo, and I usually win. Prop bets, baby. I usually win twenty bucks. I'm like, woo! I'm going out to dinner tonight. M and M's is on my card this year. Yes, I, I see that. <laughs> but we don't ever play for money. We just play for bragging rights. No, I usually win money. Oh, that's why I usually get a twenty. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I usually lose money. Yeah. All right, what else happened this week? Now that we're done with um, the stupid news, is there I anything? I haven't used that drop in a while. I could have used, used stupid news drop for that. Oh, okay, yeah. Forgot I had that drop until I just brought it up. Uh, Russell Crowe has talked about the Gladiator two. Is he going to be the sequel? He dies. No, he's died, and it's been thirty years. No, he's not in it. The resurrection of Maximus. His hand just comes bursting out of the arena floor in the Colosseum. Yeah, no, he's not in it. He died. Plot twist: Maximus actually had an illegitimate child. This sequel is about like I forget what kid it even is. It's because I haven't seen Gladiator in a while. It's one. It's the kid in it. Some some sort of Roman name that ends in like an O U S, like Commodus yeah. Maxima Maximus. He's like my name is Maximus. Speech. Valerius. Yeah, it's the kid. The kid is what the sequel's about. It's happened in real time. It's not the next day. He's dead. He's not in it. Yeah, there is no more Maximus. There we go. Yeah. And if he is... What's he going to do? Walk through another field of wheat? Also, Russell Crowe has kind of become Maximus himself. Maximus Sizes. I don't know. I don't even believe that because, I mean, he'll trim down for a role. He definitely... Oh, like, yeah. He's just not as felt as he used to be. He goes back... Like, if you look at... um, I, I know this is even like 10 years old now, but like if you look at him in like Man of Steel... Oh, yeah. He like, looks... he, he's jacked. He's, oh, yeah. He's trimming jacked. Now he kind of looks like Brendan Fraser in The Whale. No, he doesn't. Sometimes he's going to throw a phone at you, but whatever. Eh, it happens. Cobra Kai has announced season six will be its final season. Sweep the leg. Strike first. Strike hard. Which, yeah. I no mean, mercy. F- for as much as I want to watch these 20-somethings pretend that they're still in high school forever, I get it. Also, yeah. like, we're just running out of things. How many karate tournaments can we do? <laughs> yes. How much can... <laughs> My favorite character in that show is Daniel's wife because she doesn't exist in that show. She's just she's just constantly making fun of it. She's like, this is a karate tournament. None of this matters. This is all stupid. <laughs> I love her so much for it because she doesn't exist in that show. Everyone else is like, this is the battle for the valley. She's like, why? Why are we battling for the valley? Who gives a shit to the valley? Like, can our kids just go to high school like in a normal yeah. way? Like, that'd be fine. Don't we don't need to have a karate tournament? We don't. <laughs> Can we solve things without having a karate tournament? I think she used the term "roving karate gangs" once, and I just like cack. Oh, she's so fucking funny. I, I love her. I love her so much. I didn't realize that that's how they settle things in like Southern California, just karate tournaments. Yeah, that's how it gets solved. Yes, there's a bunch of light shows. Carrie Underwood will show up and sing. Oh, I want to have a karate tournament <laughs> yeah, here in Winthrop now. <laughs> <laughs> Big things happen. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, Cobra Kai is ending. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's it's a very enjoyable show, but they have pulled the taffy as far as they can for how silly this show is. And I love it. To be clear, it's so enjoyable. But yeah, don't overstay your welcome. Like you, This has been stretched as far as it can be stretched in ending it with one more what season. What you don't want to have happen is it start to tear itself apart because the taffy is so thin. Yeah, it's... They've they've gone as far as they can, and what are you looking at? Oh, it's just like the Jack Kirby pack of cards. The trading cards? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of shit down here. There is. Sometimes I just get get sidetracked by the, the amount of pop culture shit that's on the walls. <laughs> You're like, is there anything new? Sometimes yeah. I play that game. Or is it where it usually is? I'm glad to report everything is where it normally is. Great. Oh, what else happened this week? James Gunn sent out a tweet. He's like, nothing better than 
comics and coffee in the morning. And uh, he tweeted an image of Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely's All-Star Superman, the most beloved Superman comic of the last 20 years. And when I did that math, I got real sad. Wow. Just be- <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this one came out that I was like, oh, shit. It really was 18 years ago, but I was still like, that was a while ago. I mean, people love that book. It's great. And I, I think it, he did it very much to be like to appease people like, hey, look, I know you love Henry Cavill, but I'm literally telling you I'm taking inspiration from the Superman book that people have loved the most in the last two decades. And it was just so depressing for me to realize how old it was. <laughs> it's like, ah, shit. Uh, and that, that'd be one. That'd be a funny one to have you read because it's real trippy because Grant Morrison's a real trippy writer. Oh, good for him. Well, I mean, his last name is Morrison, like Jim Morrison. He was also trippy. No, he was just a drug addict who people credit for being smarter than he was. I mean, it worked. Doc Kilmer played him. He did. I'm just saying, Grant, uh, not Grant, um, Jim Morrison is, he's just an addict that people way overhype. To be fair, I like The Doors. Not discredit. I, I do enjoy oh. the band. I'm just saying, people treat him like a genius. He was just a junkie. Eh. Well, I mean, a lot of 60s and 70s rock musicians were not exactly... Of the right, him more than a lot. Well, I mean, David Crosby just passed away. He went to jail. Yeah, for having um real boring music. He sure had an interesting life for having real boring. Come on, Crosby, Stills and Nash is not bad. He was also part of what the Birds, right? So yeah, I said what I said. The Birds aren't. I mean, Mr. Tambourine Man is one of the highest, one of the best hits of all time. Oh wow, that sure is great. That was his song originally. I know it was Bob Dylan who wrote it. So I guess, but still. Also, it's the Yardbirds. The Yardbirds. Yeah, that's right, because there was also the Birds with a Y, but they were the Yardbirds. You're correct. I have no interest in Crosby, Stills, and Nash. What about and Cros- Young. I was going to say, what about when they added Neil Young? <clears throat> Even less interested then? All right, last news story of the week. All right. uh, I, screw it. There was really a few more, but I'm just going to do one real fast. Uh, Modoc in Amanda the Wasp, they're uh, partially basing him off of Frank Grimes from The Simpsons. Ah. <laughs> just for being like insane and acting like he deserves more than he actually does in life. Just real yeah. selfish and crazy. Fair enough. I don't need to wear gloves. I'm Homer Simpson. There we go. There's there's my Modoc story. I just thought that was fun. Uh, last little bit, and th- this is me more just making fun of something. Um, mm. This is coming out of something good, and this is more of an overarching problem, not necessarily pointing at this entirely. Uh, Ninja Turtles Last Ronin came out last year, the year before? One of them. Uh, I remember doing it on the show enjoyable series like it, it, yes. was a, it was a good idea it's like dark Knight returns but for ninja turtles it's fun but now they're coming back with like 18 different spin-offs including N- tmnt last room the lost years special and i was thinking about it and the reason that i'm making fun, like this is a it's a broad thought but it's like is there a medium that just takes a good idea and runs it into the ground any worse than comics i, I mean i know there's there will be constantly stealing i mean professional but, wrestling I don't know anything about that, so maybe. But, like, you know, like, after, like, the late, like, when the Matrix happened, like, there was, like, so many, like, shitty Matrix ripoffs, or, like, even when, like, X-Men happened, like, so many, like, shitty half-assed, like, comic book things, and, but I was thinking, like, I think comics will take a good idea and run it into the ground harder than any other medium. Like, things get recycled and reused and just will beat you over the head with, like, this worked once, so people will keep buying it in a way that I don't think anyone else does. And this stuff could be good. I haven't seen it yet, but it, it just reminded me of a, a systemic problem kind of w- that within the medium. post hoc ergo propter hoc deal. After it, therefore because of it. So after a comic comes out and it makes a lot of money, people are like, hmm, then we should just 
made a lot of money, so we're going to do it again because the last one made a lot of money. Yeah, you know, it's the same exact thing. And we're, we're just going to beat it into the ground. I don't know. This stuff could be good. Yeah. I hope it is. I don't have any ill will upon it, but it was just one of those things like what I'm seeing and all like, and we're going to do this last Ronin thing and this last Ronin thing and this last Ronin thing. It was like, ah, Christ, we're doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, yeah, this is comics in a nutshell. You take one good thing and you just beat it into the ground. So, I don't know. Could it be good? Maybe. Do I have faith in it? Not particularly. All right. Noted. All right. That's it for the news. So, we're going to move on. You're, you're not going to mention that uh, the Batman got a couple of nods for Academy Awards. I don't care and... about awards at all. Every award is stupid on every level. Everything, everywhere, all at once has 11 nominations, though. Yeah. No, every award is stupid. Uh, Avatar is a uh, is up for best I'm picture. I'm not changing my opinion. Top Gun Maverick is up for best picture. Yeah. And best original screenplay, which uh, there was a great tweet today I saw. It was like, great original screenplay, exterior, plane, goes fast, pilot, wee! <laughs> Third act, do a Star Wars. Yep, pretty much. I brought that up at work today because we, we were talking about this. I'm like, the third act is they just do a Star Wars. And someone corrected me. They're like, hey, it was two bombs. They do two Star Warses. <laughs> they do two. By the way, one of my favorite, I got to find the category to make sure I'm correct on it. One of my favorite, uh, where is it? Oh, yeah. In the category of best animated short, guess what? One of the. Something about dicks. My I, year I, of I, dicks. I don't look at it closely. Yes. There you go. All right. That's all. That was your 2019. Yeah. What? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to move on from there to Weird Comics Facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. This week, we will be talking about Kang's first appearance. I didn't say that up front, but that's what we're doing. Yeah, okay. It's also in the title, so you probably saw it. Yes. And time codes are listed down below. They are indeed. Now that we're 25 minutes, 30 minutes into the podcast. So, Kang. Well, I don't like saying time goes because I got to edit it down. Well, we're we're approaching the halfway point of the show. We're somewhere in there. Yes. So, Kang, you may be aware of him. Like, he's been being built up over Loki, and he's coming up in Ant-Man, and people have been talking about him on the internet. All his different variants. Would you like to know Kang's stupidest variant? Yes, please. We're going to talk about Kang's variants in the issue we're discussing because literally his first appearance is already a confusing ball of a headache but his stupid wrapped vi- in a square stupidest variant he comes back in time he's from the 30th century originally yes comes back to the 20th century he was a pharaoh oh god i don't that's that that's where the headache begins that's where it begins <laughs> and i don't god damn it we're not even doing it <laughs> no do it do it do it no we'll get there when we get there i want to see your head explode he comes back to the 20th century to get into tech and he comes back as a regular human, mm. and he calls himself this time traveler who wants to be victorious. The winner. Victor Timely. That's actually kind of a cool no, name. No, shut I... up. <laughs> shut up. No, it's not. It's stupid. Okay. It's so stupid. His name is Victor Timely, so he can start a tech firm. What is this? This is his stupidest variant. Victor Timely. You're gonna you're gonna shit on that name, but one of your favorite comic book characters is literally called Paste Pot Pete. <laughs> yes, I do. I do love Paste Pot Pete. Victor Timely. That's a clever. Like, that's a clever. Th- no, this punny, is a- That's a punny name. <laughs> this is one of our biggest badasses in Marvel. He's gonna come back to the mid 20th century, wear a, just a three piece suit. Vic call Timely. himself Victor Timely. Vic Timely. I'm all about it. Holy shit, Victor Timely. 
I struck Ooh. it, but it, you didn't lose it. Nope. My God. Is Also, maybe he's Reed Richards' dad. It, it varies. What? I don't know. It's it's confusing. Very. He might be Nathaniel Richards. He also might be Doctor Doom. He also might be a future version of a young Tony Stark. It. But we know who he is. God damn. I just, we know who he is. <laughs> I just want to drop kick something whenever I talk about Kang because it doesn't make any sense. He is Victor Timely. Oh my God, Victor. Yeah, Victor Timely. That that's a real thing that happened. Okay. Victor Von. Victor Von Timely. So from Victor Timely to not very uh, timely interceptions in that Giants-Eagles game, Ooh. That, that was a, whatever, it didn't work. It's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. You could have gone like, from Victor Timely to Timely Victories. For teams on their way to Did the you, Super Bowl, I I didn't watch that whole game. I watched when I got to a, like twenty one to zero is like when I turned it off. I'm like, oh, okay, that's enough. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have a vested interest in the game, and I wasn't going to suffer through bad football. Oh, it was bad. Yes. I, I, I turned I turned it off. <laughs> I was like, this is one of you knew within the first forty seconds who was going to win that game. It's true, you did. It was rough. So three of the four, three of the same four teams are back in the conference championship games. The Eagles being the lone team that was not in the conference championships last year. You've got the San Francisco 49ers who lost to the Chargers. They're looking at the Chargers rather, but the Rams are looking to get back to the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy at the helm as a rookie quarterback. He was Mr. Irrelevant, if you might remember. You know who Mr. Irrelevant is? Brock Purdy. Yes. But do you know why he has the title Mr. Irrelevant? Was he the last draft picked or something? He was the very last person picked in the last draft. So last draft pick is always known as Mr. Irrelevant, but he's extremely relevant now. So you got the 49ers and the Eagles, and on the other side you have the rematch of last year's AFC Championship game, the Bengals and the Chiefs, the Cincinnati Bengals beating up the Buffalo Bills in a snowy Orchard Park, New York, to deny the Bills another chance at making a run for a Super Bowl, and the Chiefs dispatched quite quickly. Actually, no, they didn't dispatch the Jaguars quite quickly. The Jaguars, one of the best turnaround stories of the NFL season, Trevor Lawrence and his Jags. This is the second thing where you go, it was this. Wait, no, it wasn't. It was this. It took a moment, but it all processed. The AFC games, there's actually probably only one really, truly competitive game over the weekend. Because the 49ers, they stomped. I mean, this is usually a weekend that people get really excited about. Yeah, but the 49ers stomped on the Cowboys. The Cowboys were bad. They didn't have a weird play at the end to try and create like a lateral play. It was horrific play design. And then you also had the Eagles just absolutely roundhouse kick the Giants. You know, you know where the point where it was like maybe they have a chance. Like there was this a pretty decent pass that got them to about the 50-yard line. I was like, "All right. All right, maybe things will turn around." I think it was like 14 and nothing at that point. Then Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones. And then there yeah, there was immediately an interception. I was like, "Eh." Yeah, then he lost a contact, and I'm not sure who said it, but I almost threw my phone through the TV. Who had, it was the Fox game. Was it Greg Olson? I don't know who said it, uh. but someone goes, well, you know, it is a contact sport. I was like, son of a bitch! Yes. Like, I'll kill you. That's the worst pun. You took the worst pun. Yeah, they did, but here we are. So your conference championships are set up. The winners obviously advance to the Super Bowl. Do you have any vested interest in anyone winning? No, I kind of want. I wouldn't mind seeing Joe Burrow get to the Super Bowl again and win it. I think he's really talented. Patrick Mahomes, 
is always you know good to good to watch. Brock Purdy would make a great story to take a team, but everyone's gonna be like, oh, he's the new Tom Brady. Let's let's pump the brakes on that. I don't care about any of these teams. I'm like, whatever. It, it, it's like and the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, who's probably gonna be the NFL MVP of the season. There's some compelling players that are still you know in this, and there's some compelling stories. All right, let me ask you this because I did notice this uh, going into a commercial break. Yeah. The song Hurts So Good was playing, and like, is that as intentional as I think it is? Oh, it's 100% intentional. <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. That's a, that's a very Fox <laughs> sports thing to do. Oh, God, it was very... so bad. Like, are you doing this for Jalen Hurts? <laughs> I'm sure the producer slash director of the broadcast is like, I can be hip, too. Let's play some John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> when I heard that, I was just like... I, imagine, it, it's so obvious. Is that what you're doing? It's so obvious. You imagine being in that production meeting and the guy's like, hey, guys, I got a great idea that's going to really make this week's game coverage go even cooler. Okay, so you agree. Yeah, so it was yeah. 100% intentional. But imagine going into a production meeting and be like, guys, great idea. Why don't we, for bump music out of one of the breaks, play Hurts So Good, and we'll zoom in on Jalen Hurts, especially if he did something really good. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, I know. I didn't have to see it. I'm telling you, I've watched enough NFL football. I've watched enough Fox coverage of NFL football. That's the kind of stuff that they do. It's on brand. Oh, 100% on brand for them. Oh, it was so lame. Yeah. No. I mean, watch bits and pieces of the game. I missed that commercial break, but that is 100%. There was there's some great... I'll have to find the link, like some great YouTube clips of Fox break music, like bump music and announcers reacting to it. Uh, one of it was... Um, I think, I'm pretty sure it was the MLB All-Star game when Joe Buck was still working for Fox. And the bump music was um, it was Eminem. I'm trying to remember the, the name of the song. He's like, go crazy. Ha, 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 go crazy. What is that Eminem song? <laughs> I have no idea what just happened. But, I don't know. But Joe Buck actually did the ha, 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 ha thing over a break. I was like, ah. It was right. cringe. Anyway, back to other news. Big news out of New England today. Bill O'Brien has been named the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. Long thought that he was going to be the logical replacement for the duo of the dynamic dynamic list duo of Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. He's also listed now as the quarterbacks coach. So that means Joe Judge is no longer coaching quarterbacks. A lot of people also speculate that Matt Patricia might be moving on from the Patriots as he's no longer... Under the Lions payroll. Remember, the Patriots weren't paying Matt Patricia. The Lions were paying Matt Patricia. That's how it works. That's what the Lions thought of Matt Patricia. We're going to pay another team for you to go coach them. It's kind of often what happens there. So a couple of different things that that does with Bill O'Brien coming in. It does kind of heighten up some of the talk about people are like, oh, well, Bill O'Brien and Tom Brady worked well together. Maybe Brady wants to come back and we be with no, Bill O'Brien. No, he's, he's not doing that. No, I'm... I understand that. I believe that. Okay. I don't think that would be good for business. Okay, I will tell you what I do believe, though. That he's going to Las Vegas? Well, no, I have no He's idea. not going to San Francisco. They have too many quarterbacks now. They have to figure out what they're going to do with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, who both have high value, although Trey Lance has always had injury concerns. They're Brock not- Purdy is making, making himself a bunch of money. It almost behooves the 49ers to move Trey Lance and keep Brock Purdy on his Mr. Irrelevant rookie contract. What I was going to say is Brady will do that cutesy thing where he signs with the Patriots the day he retires. Oh, yeah, he's going to do that. His, he'll sign a one-day contract with the Patriots. But he also, he was on the Let's Go podcast. It's his podcast. That's all I was going to say. And then you're like, not that. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, but on his podcast. Oh, baby, does it hurt so good? No, it doesn't. It hurts really bad. <laughs> it hurts like Kang being an Egyptian pharaoh makes your head feel. 
Yeah, that Victor, shut you up real quick, didn't Victor, it? Victor Timely. Victor Timely. So, as I was saying, also kind of takes DeAndre Hopkins out of the mix because he and Bill O'Brien did not get along great. But I think having a competent offensive coordinator who could suit Mac's abilities with play action, uh, Bill O'Brien likes empty formation, quick reads out of that, which is one of the strong suits of uh, young Mac Jones. So I think this locks Mac Jones in for at least one more year, give him a chance with a competent, proven offensive coordinator. Bill O'Brien, not a great head coach per se. Uh, I mean, he did well with the Texans, but I mean, kind of one of those typical, people call them typical Bill Belichick coaching tree where they're great coordinators, they're great in his program, but when they go out on their own, not so great. But you Bill O'Brien back in the fold. I like it. I think it's a smart, it's a smart, relatively safe rehire for the Patriots. Mac Jones's comments about wanting to be coach charged. Well, he's going to get that from Bill O'Brien. You know what I'm about sometimes? What? That very cool yellow suit that Cam Newton showed up in. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Cam, that? Cam Newton, sharply dressed individual. I just think about that sometimes. That was just a very cool suit and a very cool look. But I don't have anything. I just think about that sometimes. Like, that was a really cool ass suit. I think Tom Brady ends up in Las Vegas for a couple of reasons. One, Josh McDaniels. He really likes Josh McDaniels. They're a team that's got plenty of talent, you know, to build around and be well for, you know, for a year or two. And. San Francisco's kind of off the map now. I don't see him coming back to New England. I don't think it makes sense for the Patriots to bring him back. I mean, the nostalgia factor, everyone's like, oh, we were so good with Brady. Yeah, we were. The ticket sales would be a reason for them to do it. Oh, 100%. But I just don't know if it's for a franchise (laughs) that's trying to get back and get over the hump to to be the best team in the AFC East again. I don't know. If short-term Tom Brady is the answer, I mean, people are like, well, come in for a year, maybe two, Mac learns under him with Bill O'Brien. But Bill O'Brien's not, unless something else has been offered him, he's not staying around for more than two, three years, max, until somebody else comes knocking on his door to be the head coach. Gerard Mayo also listed now as the associate or assistant head coach, I believe. I don't know if that's been 100% official, but that's kind of where he's ascending to. He was in all the offensive coordinator interviews. So we'll see, but it looks like, um, you know, step one, and it's a very big step for the Patriots in this offseason was offensive coordinator. They did it. Uh, the Bruins continue to just smoke show people. Uh, the Celtics on a back-to-back tonight as we record. They nine-game winning streak over. Uh, Jalen Brown had to go number two. He had to deuce no, that, during the game. No, that was Tatum. Tatum, oh, Tatum. Tatum, Tatum had the deuce. When it happened, like uh, I was watching it with Emily, and she was like, "What? Happened? Why did Tatum? Like, well, he had to foul, so like, because they didn't have like." She's like, "Why didn't they call yeah. him out?" I'm like, "Well, they didn't have possession. He had to foul." She's like, "Why did he foul?" I'm like, "Man has to poop." Yeah, that that that's the look of a man who couldn't get <laughs> off the floor fast enough. Yeah, no, he. And then he after he's like, "Oh yeah, I was feeling some like gastro was... pain in my side." I'm like, "Get chest." I I get it. You had to poop, man. And then did you hear the follow up question? Was it your ribs? <laughs> he's like, "No." <"Nah." laughs> yeah, he just had to poop. And the second it happened, I was like, and I saw like, because I follow, you know, like all these beat writers on Twitter and everyone's like, oh man, Tatum was out, like holding his ribs. I'm like, I saw that. That man just has to poop. Yeah. I've I've been in that position many times myself. <laughs> and I like, he like, he looked at the ref. He's like, I am going to foul. Call this foul. Yes. <laughs> He's like, just kind of shoves him. He's like, meh. <laughs> and then he just runs to the locker room. I'm like, that is a man who's pooping. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, Yes, that, uh. The nine game winning streak is over. They've this has happened with the Magic before too. This happened like three or four years ago, which is weird because the entire Magic roster is different. By the way, Jonathan Isaac is back after like two and a half years gone, based off of injury. He looked great, so fantastic for him. 
but the Celtics can't beat the Magic for some reason, and it's kind of hilarious because the Magic are a terrible team. Sometimes like, I saw I saw some stuff bad matchup like floating around like sixteen percent of like the Magic's wins have been like been against the Celtics. Like twenty three percent of like the Celtics' losses have been against the Magic. <laughs> like some insane stats. That's like one out of every four games they play. <laughs> yeah, because they don't really lose right now. Like because they're the best oh. team in the NBA. Well, there you go. Oh my god! But um, yeah, t- tonight against the Heat, there's a uh, it's a very hospital Celtics kind of night. Bunch of people out, so we'll see how it goes. I, I don't like the Heat, um, but they're also kind of bad this year, so who knows? The Heat um, is on. I mean, some of the surprising things that are still happening, I, I can't believe that the Kings are in third place. I mean, they're in a distant third, but they're still in third. The Kings. When did this happen? <laughs> it's wild. Uh, the big trade of the week, Rui Hachimura is going to the Lakers for Kendrick Nunn in three second round picks, and everyone's like, hey, the Lakers did a good trade. And I was like, why did the Wizards do it? I don't understand. Like, I don't understand the rationale behind it. It's so weird. And because the Wizards are terrible. So why did they get worse? And how much does um, Bradley Beal, like when he signed his deal with them, like he has a no trade clause. I don't know why he did that. And like why they're making these trades. Like, why are you getting worse? What is happening with the Wizards? Are they they're one of the worst run teams in the NBA? I don't think yeah. because they're such a low market team, I don't think it really gets talked about all that much compared to like, you know, the Knicks, like with James Dolan. They're a fucking horribly run team, but they make this either the most amount of money per season or the second most amount of money. So I understand why James Dolan doesn't really want to spend money, because why would he? Because he's just getting like super rich off of his shitty team and he has forever mm-hmm. but the wizards are horribly running i was i'm looking at this trade i was like why would you do why would you go for kendrick nunn and three second round picks it doesn't make any sense in my brain and everyone's looking at it from the lakers side of things like oh yeah we got Rui hachimura like that's you know he's not the world's greatest player like he's a hell of a dunker and he can do cool shit like and he might be able to work himself into the starting five, but like, well, why would the Wizards do it? And I just, I don't have a good, I don't have a good explanation. It doesn't make any sense to me. Sure, whatever. Celtics still the best, though. So, woo, yay, Celtics. Yeah, uh, we'll see how tonight goes. I, I'm hospital. Celtics are back, baby. Mm. So, who, who the fuck knows? I don't know. All right, is that it? That's it. All right, we're gonna move on from there. It is time. We're going to do two reviews that we got letters. So uh, strap yourselves in, kids. It is time for an Editor's Note Comics review of The Last of Us, episode two. Mm. I didn't write down what the title of it was. I think it's like The Infected, I think. Whatever, maybe. Hey, Athenian played. Why are we not calling it Screaming at Streaming? Oh, yeah. It's Screaming at Streaming. There you go. Play the correct theme. <laughs> I did. The second time. No, I, I'm not going to double down on themes. Yes, it's Screaming at Streaming. You're right. My mistake. Yes. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope, we're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Sorry, uh, we we had a little bit of a breather without talking about TV shows. That's a good point. Very good point. (laughs) All right. Uh, Last of Us episode two. I, well, I still, the show is still definitely a very high quality. I wasn't as into this one because I felt like it could have, this is like an hour long show and I felt like it could have been wrapped up in like 10 minutes. Again, when I was watching it, the thing that kept coming to my mind, which by the way, like you knew the scary jump stuff was going to happen when they were like in the hotel and then in the, in the, um, and then in the state house 
was like it felt like it was a side quest. Like we've got to get from A to B, and we've got to you got to scout the route. That's and then that is such a thing. I am so curious about. I would love to talk to someone cold who is just watching the show is unaware that it's a video game. Like because I can see. And it's not a negative on the show, but I can see the video game objectives in there. Like, okay, we need to do this. So in order to do this, we need to do this. And we need to have, like, your NPC run ahead so, like, they can, like, uh, pull you up over a wall or something. Like, it's a broad example, but... Like, like for instance, the scene where Tess climbs up on the rubble, the clear space, and that provided time. Like, that's where, like, a cinematic would happen where, like, you get some character development from your two main characters. Well... The, the game is like, I'm going to create space for you to come up and observe. By the way, full spoilers for this. Like, well, for movies, we'll do spo- non-spoilers and spoilers. For shows, they happen. You can watch them. Yes. But like, yeah, it was one of those things like, you know, when she dies, it becomes one of those things like, well, because before when like you have, before Ellie is a part of it, like you have these two characters who are going to like, you're, where, where you're learning the game mechanics where like, okay, you have um your npc you're gonna like send them in this direction so you can do this mm-hmm. and then so while the show definitely is working for me i am i would love to talk to someone who has like no experience with video games no nothing just like you're watching it clean like mm-hmm. are you picking up on the game aspects of it because i because you can see him you can 100 percent see him Again, as someone who has played through a good, let's say most of the game. I played through most of the game. Yeah. I got to get back to it, which is going to go real well. Do you feel like, ah! Well, because I got stuck. I got, yeah. I, I said this, I think, last week, but I got stuck at one point and I got annoyed and I haven't touched it in like three years. That's fair. So going back to it entirely cold at the point that I got stuck at when I was, you know, used to the controls, that's going to go real well. Yes. We'll see. So, yeah, I... It's it's still very gamey. Um, the intro it has been confirmed uh, through uh, the showrunner slash game creator who are uh, the guys doing the show that like yeah the thing that's spreading this virus it's bread it's bread bread killed us oh silly bread bread from Indonesia that was kind of like I will say that's why like Ellie wasn't like eating like or not Ellie um uh, Sarah like wasn't eating those like tasty treats in the first episode like why she didn't get turned and her neighbors were because they were eating all those pastries because ah. of the flour. Ooh. Ugh. No, really. That, that's what it is. Like, the flour is what uh, is spreading the infection, or what initially spread the infection. Also, that opening sequence, though, with the doctor and, like, the examination of the body and, like, the talk about the fungal, was it corp, corporate, corp, how are you pronouncing yeah. it? That was kind of, like, sobering, where she's like, yeah, there, there's nothing we can do. You, I just You bomb it. Yeah. You, and then she's, like, also, like, realizing that means I have to be bombed and I'm going to be killed. My family's going to be killed. So originally, uh, the cold open for this episode was uh, diff- um, didn't didn't dive into the origin of the infection as much, but it was much darker. Oh it was, yeah, it was going to be a Tess origin story, really, which uh, was not part of the game. Uh, so what they wrote, this was not filmed, and they ended up cutting it. Is Tess was going to be at her house, and she was going to have a husband and a child, and they both got infected, and she killed the husband. But she couldn't bring herself to kill the child, so she just locked the kid in a basement. Couldn't kill it. So, like, the kid, um, they said, is effectively a clicker, but, like, just one that, like, she couldn't deal with it. Oh, wow. 
But what was funny about like the quote, it, it ended with like, like, yeah, so we wrote that. So that was really fun. And like, it, it was meant like sincerely, like, oh, this was like a fun scene to write, but it's so fucking dark. Like, oh yeah, she killed her husband at a locker, kid in the basement where they became a horrible, like bloodthirsty zombie. Like, and that was fun. It's a fun time. Not, that's, there's nothing fun about like, that at all. I don't <laughs> like the thought of that. Yeah, and I was like, I don't think you know what fun is. No, you, you clearly don't know. <laughs> that's horrible. So, I will say that my so lifelong... So that was the original plan, and uh, that was... They, they they wrote it, they didn't film it, though. My lifelong aversion to to mushrooms and other fungus like that, validated. 100% validated. Mushrooms are sweet as hell. I love mushrooms. Well, that's cool. I mean, I've seen what mushrooms can do to people. <laughs> yes, this. <laughs> Just saying. I... My only gripe about this episode, because there is like there is dark stuff and it's still very well done. I just didn't feel like a ton happened. Like it could have been what really happened in the middle of this episode that just could have been cut. Well, I mean, Tess has to die. Yeah, but I'm saying like from the beginning where they're going like out of the quarantine zone and like there's the very cool visuals that are very like reminiscent of the game of like the buildings like all like collapsing in on each other and even some like shot for shot recreations of scenes in the in the game. Yeah, and dialogue and all that stuff, but what real, like, so this is, what, an hour-long thing? I think you could have cut out about 40 minutes of this and still basically had the same story. I will say, like, they, I felt the same way, like, again, not a whole lot happened, but the things that happened were big. I mean, you had, can you be a main character in only two episodes? Yeah, sure. Because a main character dies. You got all a starring role. Yeah, starring role character dies, which I'm sure we, maybe we'll get some flashbacks like that's one of the things I had read was like the right the showrunners were like, yeah, I mean we're drawing on some of like the stuff that's like maybe not specific canon, but like play around with it a little bit. And so no, it it like um in the beginning like with Joel's daughter and her day like they don't you don't go to school with her in the game, but like that was to like build up her character and like yeah. these things that are happening. So and there is a um there's a difference between Tessa's death. In uh, here versus the game, like in the game, they go to the state house, and in the game, they're being chased by Fedra, the military organization, mm-hmm. and she has a shootout with them, and she dies. Versus being uh, bit by one of the infected, and then like blowing up uh, the ground floor of the state house. And also, I didn't. <laughs> I know this is a very silly thing, but like she's trying to light this lighter. She's trying to write, light this lighter, which, by the way, that lighter was based off of um, Nathan Drake's lighter from Uncharted Four. Oh, cool! It's a Zippo lighter. Yeah, uh, the design of it. But she's trying to like can't get it, can't 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 get it, can't get it going. And I'm looking around like there's like 18 grenades. Yeah, why you are you not? You don't need a lighter. There's a bunch of grenades. I mean, just like open up one of those bad boys. Same effect, quicker too. And then you don't have to make out with a zombie. That was an interesting thing too. The showrunners talked about was like, like why didn't the zo- like why didn't it just attack her outright? And it was like. Well, she didn't like attack it, so like they're saying that like oh maybe these these fungal zombies are more like defensive. Well, she was also I mean she was dead at that point. She had oh, already yeah. been bit. Um, and she knew the connection with the zombies. Ah, oh, fuck. What's the science term for that? Um, microbial microchromial. Fuck it. Whatever. Super connected. We're in the wood. Like the the plants can talk to each other. Oh yeah, that's a but that's also like a real thing, like the fungal network. That is too. Um they also use that in Star Trek Discovery. I was like, "Oh, it's that same shit." Yeah. Except they make their spaceship go flippy flippy. Like in general, like fungus is like pretty neat, like it's things that it can do and it's capable of, but it's also this like a terrifying look at fungus and how it can microbial. Just... Microbial network. Fuck yeah, got that. There. there you go. Yeah. Cuz I know that from watching Star Trek. Yes. 
And it's not just techno babble; it's real <laughs> space, the final frontier. Yeah, so we're talking about fungal networks, bitches. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that is not part of the game. Um, it is in the show. It totally works. The sh- uh, one of the two co- I can't remember which one. One of them was talking about um, because I guess like there's some internet backlash of like changing the game. He's like, I have learned to expect backlash if I sneeze. I'm like hilarious quote, love it. Also, I feel like everyone. He, he was also way too forgiving. He's like, like, people are like very like passionate about this because they care. I'm like, if anyone's a dick, just tell them to. Yeah, fuck there's off. the difference between passionate and being an asshole. But just I, saying, I, I do love the Star Wars. I was like, I've learned if I sneeze, it's going to cause a backlash. Like, you can be passionate <laughs> about something, you can care about something a lot, and like be invested in something, but you can do that without being a dick. So I don't know. Uh, the second episode definitely like still major stuff happened, but I felt like it. Um, it was how many episodes is this season? Nine, I think. Yeah, I I, I felt like this one was stretched a little bit thin, but like still solid. But we're gonna meet some new characters next week. Frank and Bill. Frank and Bill. Nick Offerman and whoever plays Frank. Yes, can't remember. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I still enjoyed it. I still still think it's really good. It's still definitely, like, there's a very big video gamey aspect to it. But, you know, I, I certainly haven't seen every video game adaptation because I don't care. Uh, but I, I think I'm still greatly enjoying this. It's still really good. Even yeah. if I thought this one um, was uh, stretched a little bit then. No, I'm still on board with it. Clickers were terrifying. Jumpy, sc- jumpy scary. No, thank you. Uh, by the way, the uh, the clicker voice in the show is the same clicker voice actor from the game. Oh, nice. There you go. Learned some shit today. I did. All right, we're going to move on from there. It is time for Jared's Reading Corner. It's Jared's Reading Corner. Yes? That's your Reading Corner. All right, so what are we talking about this week? Hey. Well, you, you always introduce the Reading Corner. Fine. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is coming out. Did you know that has Ant-Man right in the middle of it? It does. Wow, the internet hasn't pointed that out at all. So what we're going to talk about this week, we're going to be talking about Kang the Conqueror's first appearance, which is very early on, in Avengers number eight, written by Stan Lee, art by Jack Kirby, and uh, it's a it's a definite issue. Yeah, there are it's issues. A, it's an issue that happened. There are issues that happen. Well, you got your Avengers doing their Avenger things. So this was like, the quick overview for me was, it was like classic Stan and Jack. Like, Stan Lee's story is classic. Oh, Some... I don't even think that. I think this is... <laughs> no, well, no, like, yeah. classic story arc. Let me finish. For at least from my still generally limited um, knowledge, you get some fantastic space being that comes down. You've got your core of superheroes. But really, at the end of the day, it's some meddling teens that make a big difference speaking their hip talk and their jive actions. Yeah. Yeah, love Stanley writing teenagers. Teenagers, but I'm not teen that, hyphenagers. But I'm not that far off on exactly what happens here. You get the Avengers; they're heading into a secret meeting, which should have been an email because they end up being on a early version of Zoom. We'll say Stan was ahead of his time with his video conferencing moment here. I in the '60s, Jack Kirby was doing a lot. So was Stan. They were both like doing a lot of drugs. Oh, definitely not. No, Stan, no. Okay. And I'll, I'll, Jack also, no. Like, they definitely were not. Like, Stan hated that shit. Like, he hated going into the office. Like, Stan would show up to, like, to the office with, like, a suit and tie. And if someone had, like, an open, like, shirt that had, like, color, I'd be like, hey, get a tie on that. They they were both very, um, well, I know, St- <sighs> to be fair, I know Stan was very anti-drug. I don't really know 
Kirby's opinions on that stuff, but I would just, I don't know, just kind of based on his demeanor, I would say that that wasn't his thing, but I, I, I'm not going to say that for a definite. I can tell you definitively that Stan was not into drugs. Like, okay, I believe you. Kirby, I would say he wasn't just, again, just kind of like based on what I've read and seen, but I, I can't, I don't know, maybe, I'm sure there's information out there about that, but I don't definitively have it versus I know definitively Stan was not. All right. He's like, this is an office. And they're like, we're just getting high and writing comics. He's like, this is an office. Be a fancy man. We're telling fantastic stories. <laughs> yeah. I think that's even more incredible that these these uh, fantastic um, stories came out of a sober mind. But the two, these guys were pumping out so much stuff. And the Avengers, like, wow, boy, that first movie really changed the opinion of what I think uh, this team was. Because Avengers books for so long, uh, in, in my opinion, and you know, people could have differing ones, even though this is a Stan and Jack thing, like... The Avengers are fucking boring. <laughs> like they're so boring. I mean, it was like a like Avengers Light. You have Thor, Ant Man, Wasp, Iron Man, and Captain America. Yeah, I mean these were mostly characters. like they 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 were carrying their own books to some extent, but the Avengers was essentially a dumping ground for characters that like didn't have as successful of titles. That's why you're not seeing like the Fantastic Four in here. That's why you're not seeing Spider Man in here. You do have a Hulk cameo though. Yeah, the Hulk, the the Hulk had failed spectacularly. Hulk lasted six issues and then came back in the Avengers. Yay! Hulk was a massive failure at the time. Oh, nobody can appreciate oversized, giant, angry green people apparently. Mm. But this is um, for as much as I love Stan, for as much as I love Jack, like the Avengers is a boring title in in my opinion. I mean, they certainly added a lot of stuff like. You know, that first issue, which inspired the first movie to a point where, like, Loki is the villain. And, like, this, where, like, they're introducing Kang. The Avengers certainly introduced a lot of things that were going to be big staples, but it's kind of a dull title. And I th- and I think it's mostly, for most of its run, which has been, like, 60 years at this point, mm-hmm. is mostly boring. As I certainly haven't read all of it, like, but I've read enough. Yeah. I mean, this is, again, it feels like, again, some formula. There's somebody from outer space, some sort of space person or nefarious individual. The Avengers get rallied up. They're told about it through top secret video conferencing from the Pentagon. Well, usually the way uh, this is a little bit of a break. This isn't exact for Jack Kirby's usual form. The way, especially like 60s Jack Kirby books would go, you'd open with a splash page and then you open to a double page splash. This one, it goes splash page splash page and uh then the avengers are going to talk about uh who's running our meeting and who's taking our notes who's yeah. who's taking the minutes on this it's yeah. just like oh great we're t- oh man this is fun i'm so excited to spend several panels on the clerical aspects of an avengers meeting where they're arguing be like hey aren't you supposed to be running this meeting i'm not running this meeting aren't you running this meeting who's no, the secretary you're running this meeting like, oh okay i guess i ran the last meeting it's like oh it's like, my god i'm the president you're the vice president. You're the secretary. You're the treasurer. It's like yeah. a school club. It, it's yeah. Um, it's a very boring intro. Also made even worse by the fact that the quickest way that they could get the Avengers to this mystery spaceship that kind of looks like a really shitty sand dollar. 
Just kind of floating in the air. I was the chairman of the last meeting. Whose turn it is this time? Oh, when they decide. Personally, I think it's silly not to have a permanent leader. That's smart. Also, Captain America, like saying, "Okay, since it's my turn to lead a meeting, can we stop dicking around and get the business here?" Silly, perhaps. UFO, but a more but more democratic. Captain America, you are scheduled to conduct this meeting. My God, what <laughs> freaking da! What Jesus? That's so boring. I don't care whatever then kang shows up he's like hey i'm from the 30th century i'm here to kick your ass well you skipped over the part where the best the pentagon could do for the avengers earth's mightiest superhero with tony stark was get a chartered dc8 jet to fly them from new york to visit kang yeah you can stop yelling about this before we start recording it's dumb it's like that's how like that's how low rent the avengers were in their mind at the time we're not even going to create a Quinjet or something from the fly-on. They can't borrow anything from Reed Richards. No, we're just going to throw him on a friggin' Douglas. We're going to throw him on a DC-8. Whatever. Then Kang shows up. He's like, man, kick your ass. And he does. It's a great uh, effect. I do love this panel. This panel is hilarious. Like, he shows up floating on an invisible chair where he's just yeah. lounging. He's like, oh, your ass kicked. Because mm, I'm can... an invisible floating chair. I'm, I'm lounging. A... This is my fainting couch. Or... <laughs> I do love that. And then he beats the shit out of everyone. Yes. Immediately just yeah. destroys all of the Avengers. He's like, hey, I don't know if you've heard me before. I'm Kang. No, One I... time I was a pharaoh in the Fantastic Four. And to that I was like, no, no. Stop it. It makes no sense. Even back in the 60s, it didn't make sense. It gets so much worse. This one issue. What is it? Is that issue five of the Fantastic Four where they go? It might be. F- I can't remember. Is it five? It's not the Blackbeard. I think it's five. They go back in time, and there's a pharaoh, and they, uh, with the exception of Sue, because she's a lady, they all get put into slave labor. And this whole, like, pharaoh thing, like, Ramata, like, came back a few odds and ends. Maybe he was Hitler. Maybe he was Reed Richards. Maybe he was Dr. Doom. Like, who Ramata was has been... There seems to be a lot of that going around. Who knows who Reed Richards, Dr. Doom are? Is it Kang? Is it, it Victor Timely? Is it... Yeah, could it uh Raman is, Tut. is it Nathaniel Richards? Is it Bubba it, Hotep? <laughs> Have you seen that movie? The movie rocks. Yes. I love that movie. Sucking souls out the butthole. Except for that part, but still. No, that's hilarious. That's what that Pharaoh does. It's all about kings, baby. Anyway, moving on. Leaders of the free world. Bruce Campbell in that movie. Yes, I know. I'm just saying for people who might not know, and oh. if you're a Bruce Campbell fan. Bubba Hotep's awesome. Look up Bubba Hotep. Yes. Um but that whole thing is conf- it's so confusing. In Marvel within the last year, I with 100% reason of Kang becoming like the big MCU thing, like Marvel, I think even the graphic novel came out. It's coming out this week or it came out last week. There was a six issue series where they're like, "Hey, we know Kang's history is confusing. We are releasing an official history of Kang. This is what he's about. This is what he did." read this this is your official kang book oh like a retcon of kang yeah and um i a ret kang i can't be bothered to spend the money on it so i don't know what happened there to, to be honest it, it was like a 45 dollar graphic novel and i went nah mm. <laughs> like i've been deeply confused about this character for years and um i'm positive that whatever you did is going to also uh, have massive continuity errors that can't possibly be fixed because it's been a shit show since the 60s, so I'm just not going to bother. Just I'm going to accept that it's a mess. Whatever. Uh, Kang uh, beats up everyone. He's like, I'm here to beat you all up. I'm from the 30th century. And he does, with the exception of the Wasp. 
This is Jared's reading corner, not my reading corner. Yeah, you just keep going on. Well, the wasp tries to inter- infiltrate Kang's helmet, and Kang's like, nope, bitch, please. And he throws everyone into paralyzing ray tubes where, like, Tony Stark almost dies. Ant-Man's having a hard time, and his... Also, that's, like, a different... Ant- is that... No, it, it's no. still Hank Pym. Um, they gave him giant man powers, though. Ah. So he gets big. He can get yes. little. He can get big. Exactly. He can do whatever he wants. And uh, he also Wasp a- still only gets tiny and uh, takes meeting notes because she's the lady. Yes, but also, um, what's his face? Ant-Man also has a cane, a magical cane. Who was it that had a cane that was in the paralyzed chamber? It was Thor. That wasn't Thor who had a cane. There was another person that was in there, wasn't it? No, he is, because he becomes Donald Blake. Oh, Thor becomes Donald Blake? Yes, he's a weak-ass oh. doctor with a cane, and when he drops down, he's like, by the power of being Thor, I'm going to be Thor now. Oh, so it's not really Thor Thor from like Asgardian Legend. It's confusing. <sighs> Where's Victor Timely again? <laughs> no, not around for no. about 20 years. But anyway, some meddling kids come in, and they're like, we want to join- The Team Begrade. The Team Begrade. Yes, thank you. I mispronounced that. They're like, we want to join you, Kang. He's like, fine, go on the ship. And they're like, ha fooled you, dipshit. With Rick Jones, who originally was like, I'm going to jump in front of this gamma bomb. And Bruce Banner's like, get out of the way of this gamma bomb. And then Captain America's like, do you want to be my sidekick? He's like, well, I guess I can be, because the Hulk book was canceled. Yes, but I want to be in front of the gamma bomb. And also, Jack Kirby- Kept on bringing up like different, like what also when he went over to DC, he's like, here's another, like the news, what are they fucking called? Like the, like the newspaper legion, the newsboys legion, the there newsies? was something. The no, it wasn't the, it wasn't Christian Bale singing at you. Okay. But everywhere Jack Kirby, he's like, do you just want to do like a bunch of teenagers that no one cares about? And everyone was like, I guess. And then it didn't go anywhere ever. It's true. I love Jack Kirby, but boy, he, he really just wanted to have a group of teens that, no one cared about. Clearly. So anyway, they infiltrate the ship. They destroy this, or they damage this thing that holds all of Kang's like natural, pure energy. He pretty much has a gas can. He's, he's doing whippets, pretty much. Then Thor becomes Thor. Captain America uh, throws his steel shield. Yes. Hank Pym also has a gun that he has flown to him by Wasp and her little friends. It's a big-ass gun. It's a big-ass gun that's like, like a, it's not antimatter gun. It's some sort of some sort of creation. But it's supposed to like stop Kang. And they they just beat him up. Yeah, they beat Kang up, and he's like, "I'm leaving. Screw you guys!" And then they're like, "I'll never be back to make the timeline more confusing." Yeah, and I'll, then they're also Vic, Victor Timely. He's never gonna happen. Then they're also like, "Wow, wait till next episode, next issue, and we're gonna find an even more fantastic villain that the Avengers have never faced, the likes of which they've never seen before." I t- I'm, I'll check. I- it ends up being Wonder Man. Yeah, that issue ain't great either. Um, I don't know. I don't. There's so much of the '60s and Silver Age stuff that I really do enjoy, like but the invasion of the Lava Men. The Avengers for me, like I I know that Kirby was literally doing like eight books a month and like is putting out a volume that like no one has ever done like in the history of the medium and no one will ever do again. And I know that Stan was like also pumping out dialogue in an insane rate as well. But like the Avengers for me, it just is not it. Like I love Kirby stuff clearly, but like it looks rushed. It it's not that engaging, and this issue is it's just kind of indicative of their whole run. Like I just I'm interested in checking it out for like the historical context of it, but I just don't find it very good. Versus other stuff that was happening in the 60s, the Avengers for me is just 
a dull title. It's maybe not necessarily every issue. And there's certainly like characters like Kang who's introduced here, who's a big deal. But I just, I find it boring for the most part. It's always like the most sinister, vile villain they've ever faced since last week. I mean, that's just like Stan with like purple prose. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to just totally like over the top it. But I mean, even um, the way that I bought this, this is a... Uh, probably the most recent edition. This is a undersized copy of the first uh, 10 issues of Avengers, and they've released a, a second volume that I, I've purchased but haven't bought yet. But it, it, it was it was very cheap, which is nice. Mm. Uh, compared to, like, Masterworks, they usually run you, like, 75 to 100 bucks for, like, the hardcovers, versus this was 16 bucks. Oh, there you go. So it, it's undersized, but, like, you know... It's, it's kind of why I bought it, because it was cheap. It was accessible. Yes. And because I, I don't, I don't know, I just, I love Jack and I love Stan, but the Avengers books for me are just not that interesting. And eventually, like, they're going to move away from them. Like, they do focus more on, like, in the same thing, like, happens with the X-Men, like, very early on. Like, they do it and then they move on and they, like, kind of focus on the stuff that interests them, like, um... Like Fantastic Four or Thor or even like Stan was doing like Spider-Man or Daredevil. like Spider-Man! Yeah, I mean, Kang's first appearance is already like, literally the first thing he does is like, I was Ramatut! And it's it's already just a mess. Like, day one, he's just a confusing ball of continuity. I was like, okay, great. I don't know. Um... I don't really want to buy that new book because it's just pricey and I don't care that much. (laughs) Wait for it to go on sale. I don't know. So for Kang's first appearance, he doesn't blow me away. He doesn't like act any crazier than any other villain that we've seen. Like the design is still very Kirby, but it's not like drawing me in more than anything else. It's it's totally like for a first appearance for what's going to be like our like our next big bad in Marvel yeah. or the like cinematically. Like it's a very dull first like unauspicious we don't learn a whole ton about kang or like who he is and what he's about other than time travel he time travels he's looking to take over he's taking over the world but that's no different than any uh any other marvel villain i don't know so if you're gonna look for uh kang stuff i wouldn't necessarily i wouldn't go back to the beginning it's not that interesting no he's got a little shield of like yellow orbs and shit like that but who cares yeah all right that kang that's kang uh, we conquered Kang. Where's my phone? Kang, you've been conquered. Did you not bring your phone down? Where's I need that's where the letter is. Well, it's not a letter if you don't have it. Emily, is my phone upstairs? It's in my pocket. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Alright, we're gonna move on from there to letters to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh god, this is always dead. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can send them into editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. That's mm. where we do them. So, uh, sometimes in our letters, uh, there's some sass. Oh, boy. Frankly, some sass I don't appreciate. Oh, okay. So, you're uh, who's being targeted? Me. Oh, okay. Can I read it then? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> I feel like if you're being sassed at, you can't read the sass to yourself. Somebody should read the sass at you. Sure. I don't even know why I'm bothering to give this any credence. All right, here we go. I heard a rumor that regardless of how much you did or didn't watch the Power Rangers, you were impressed with the Pink Ranger. Could you confirm or deny that you wanted to marry the Pink Ranger? What went wrong with that plan? Your biggest fan. This is Stan. Give me my phone back. (laughs) 
Also, I appreciate your editorializing at the end. Thank you. <laughs> Look, we talked about this last week. We've talked about it many weeks. This is not a Power Rangers podcast. I don't know what the fuck Power Rangers is. I, is it true that you wanted to marry the pink Power Ranger? 100%. Amy Joe Johnson, the pink ranger, who will not be returning for the 30th anniversary special. That's where we're dropping that news. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, was that my first? Because... I said I watched the first season of Power Rangers. Look, yeah. it was probably, like, they came out in 93. I probably clo- watched it closer to 95, because I think that's when the first movie came out. I don't necessarily think that was a sassy email. I felt targeted. Well, I mean, it was directed at you, yes. I mean. <laughs> yeah, when I was, uh, like, so, like, 93 to 95, uh, definitely, I think my first celebrity crush was definitely um, Amy Jo Johnson. Also, played... your biggest your biggest fan did did Emily email the show? It's my mom. I guessed it was Karen was my first <laughs> guest, but I didn't want to immediately. So I love that well, Karen that, is airing your dirty laundry on the well, show. That's this when is she, excellent. When she's like, so for how much you may or may not have watched it, like, so maybe ninety three to ninety five. So really, she I, also... I might have said like ninety three to ninety four. It might so really be ninety three ex- to ninety five. Also, she also exposed that you are a long term viewer of the Power Rangers, <laughs> not this little off handedness that you kind of like. Ah, I wasn't really big. Two or three years you were invested in the Power Rangers. Yeah. I can't I, just imagine like young little Zach going, I'm going to marry that pink ranger. I'm oh, I told everyone. Pink. Clearly. Um, yeah, that was definitely my first celebrity crush was um, the pink Power Ranger, Amy Jo Johnson. And I have seen her once in person. I was I was working a con. I was doing something. Were you starstruck? Were you like, oh, it's her? I, I A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I saw her, like, I, there was, and I've seen Power Rangers, like, it, it must have been, like, in between stuff, because, like, I've definitely seen, like, Power Rangers at cons, like, pull, like, big crowds. And, like, there was no one there. And in my head, like, I had just, whatever I was doing, I had just wrapped up. And I saw her, and she was by herself. I was like, do I say something weird and creepy? And I went, no. And you no, did you, anyway. <laughs> no. Well, fuck no. I want to marry you! <laughs> Like I've wanted to marry you since I was young. When I was five years old, I wanted to get it on with you. I knew what I wanted the moment I saw you. <laughs> so I I did see her once at a con, and I was like, she was by herself. I'm like, do I? And then I was like, you absolutely do not. Come buy some of my merch from my table. <laughs> yeah, please buy my merch. I'd rather have. I'll give you a free shirt if you wear it for me. I'd rather have your cash than your love. Wow, and that's. <laughs> But yes, and that's why you you and the Pink Ranger never would have worked out. Hmm. One of many reasons. So, but so, sorry to say, um, yes, uh, famous. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, that was a uh, my first uh, celebrity crush as a child. Stay the hell away from the Red Ranger. He sucks. <laughs> I'm your true love. Uh, she was into the Green Ranger. She was into Tommy. <laughs> Tommy's a dick. Well, I know I played this game last week. I'm like, can I name all of the characters? Could I name all of the actors? And I, I played this game with myself. I'm like, the answer is no. I can't name even half of but them. But you knew the Pink Ranger. Amy Joe Johnson, baby. <sighs> all right. Is that it? Yes. Um, that wasn't really a, as much of a letter or a question to us. as It, it was, was a letter. You just read it. Well, it was a letter, but it wasn't a question so much as it was a statement, and you've been exposed. <laughs> but I got sassed in. I love... Karen, thank you. That's probably, in all the years we've done the show, that might be one of my favorite letters to the editor. <laughs> all right. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. All right. If you enjoyed the show, please support us by going to patreon.com slash editorsnotecomics. Hey, there's a new podcast coming this week all about the Dark Tower. I was getting there. You let me do the spiel. Shut the fuck up. No, continue. Okay, thank you. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Plus, you get access to things behind the paywall, including the new Dark Tower 
podcast that Zach and Emily are starting up this very week here. Non-COVID. The non-COVID edition of the Dark Tower. Again, that's starting here the week of January what twenty today like twenty second, twenty third, whatever. If you're know, dude, back is... listening to the show, backdating the show, there you go. Oh, it's my dad's birthday. I should call him. Oh shit! Well, there you go. Now you're gonna get sassed next week in another letter to the editor. Can't believe you forgot your father's birthday. Anyway, yeah. So there you go. Editors Note Comics uh, on Patreon. Support us all month. Get see all kinds of cool stuff. Plus, you can. Do us a big favor, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. You can also contact us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Feel free to sass me, because apparently I'll allow it. And you can also sass him on social media. You can find him on Twitter. Just look up Editors Note Comics. That's where I am. You're there, too. At Junior Rich. Uh, now the football's done. I don't know what you're going to do. I'm going to tweet about things like uh, I did yesterday. Can we all agree that the post-snow cleanup beer is a top five beer? Sure. It's... Uh, is it on the Mount Rushmore of beers, though? I hate snow cleanup. I'll be back next week. Oh, I got to think about what the Mount Rushmore of beers are. Not like brands of beer, but like the type of beer, like a, like a shower beer, post hard days work on a hot sun beer. I feel like you should eliminate that first one. What you don't like shower beer? Drinking a beer in the shower? That is that shouldn't be in your top four greatest ways to drink a beer. No, no, I'm not saying it is. I'm that, just if saying if it's a Mount it's, Rushmore, then it's a top four. No, I'm I'm trying to formulate the top four. I'm trying to formulate the Mount Rushmore. I'm just brainstorming the different types of beers. That's all. If you would listen to me instead of fawning over the Pink Ranger, maybe you would have understood that. But here you are off in La La Land. Do 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 do. Oh, Pink Ranger, I love you. Mm, she's a honey. I'll see you next week.